This is not your century. This is Not Your Century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. December 3rd, 1967. Doctors at a hospital in Cape Town, South Africa, have successfully transplanted the heart of a 25-year-old woman into the body of a 54-year-old man. It's the first successful human heart transplant. The man's name was Louis Wyshkansky. Hours after the surgery, his doctor said he was breathing with the aid of a machine, but he'd regained consciousness and was progressing well in the intensive care unit. The man in charge of the 32-person team that performed the operation was Dr. Christian Barnard. He was a 45-year-old South African cardiac surgeon who'd spent three years in the United States in the mid-50s working on experimental treatments for heart disease. Among others, he worked with Dr. Norman Shumway at Stanford. With only slight modifications, it was Shumway's technique that Barnard had used to transplant the heart. Shumway had announced on November 20th that he and his team at Stanford were ready to attempt a human transplant. They were waiting for a donor. Before they found one, Barnard shocked the medical world by doing it first. The recipient, Louis Wyshkansky, was a wholesale grocer who'd been brought to the hospital several months earlier in a bad state of heart failure. He was also diabetic. Barnard told him that a transplant was his only hope for survival and that the operation had an 80% chance of succeeding. The doctor took some heat for that figure, being too optimistic, but he said it was an easy call for Wyshkansky no matter the odds. It was his only chance. The opportunity for the transplant arose when 25-year-old Denise Darval and her mother, Myrtle, were hit by a drunk driver as they crossed a street in a shopping district. Myrtle was dead on arrival. Denise, with a severe skull fracture, was alive, but fading fast. Doctors summoned her father to the hospital and asked him for permission to use Denise's heart and kidneys for transplants. Left alone, Edward Darval thought it over for four minutes. Then he called the doctors back into the room where they'd left him. He said, If you can't save my daughter, you must save this man. There was controversy about when Denise should be declared dead. Barnard and his team made the call that she was dead because she was brain dead. That's the standard now, but it wouldn't be established until the following year. While Denise's heart went to Weshkansky, her kidneys were transplanted into a 10-year-old boy named Jonathan Van Wyck. This, too, was controversial because Jonathan was Khoi, an indigenous people of South Africa. The apartheid laws prevented transplants across color lines. That's why when Bernard had gotten the phone call at home that the hospital had a possible donor in Denise Darval, the first thing he asked was what race she was. The answer was important legally, but it wasn't important to Barnard as a doctor. He wasn't an outspoken opponent of apartheid, but he often said that when he operated on patients, they all looked the same on the inside. And he was known for treating patients equally, sometimes in defiance of the rules. Louis Wyshkansky lived for 18 days before dying of pneumonia, most likely the result of massive doses of immunosuppressants he'd been given to ward off rejection of the new heart. That problem with immunosuppressants wouldn't be solved until the 80s. But Barnard considered the operation a success because Denise Darval's heart worked in his body without mechanical help. 
Jonathan Van Wyck, his body rejected the new kidneys, and he died in 1968. Norman Shumway of Stanford performed the first human heart transplant in the U.S. in January. By that time, Christian Barnard was an international celebrity. That month, he wrote in his autobiography, he visited Rome, where he had an audience with the Pope and an affair with the movie star Gina Lola Brigida. Bernard died in 2001 at the age of 78. Today, doctors perform about 3,500 heart transplants a year. Thanks to my new friend in South Africa for his help with this episode, journalist and author James Brent Stein. His new book is The Bosasa Billions. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.